This is the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Michael Benner. Very happy to be with you today as we talk about intelligence and alternative ways of being even more intelligent. We speak a lot, or we have in the past, about emotional intelligence. There are many forms of emotional intelligence, and today we're going to focus on two, actually, that are alternatives to standard logic. One is instinct, and the other is intuition. These two terms are often conflated, uh, described as if they're exactly the same, but they're very, very different concepts. Intuition and instinct are similar in some ways, and they do work together. But at the end of the day, they're like polarities. They're as different as day and night, though one cannot exist without the other, right? An uphill road is a downhill road. You can't have a left shoe without a right shoe. And so it is with intuition and instinct. And yet, the left shoe and the right shoe are very different. Walking up a hill and walking down the same hill are very different experiences day and night, too. So the difference between opposites and polarities which is an important concept in philosophy, psychology, and even everyday living, is that opposites are like a tug of war. They oppose, conflict, and struggle with each other, whereas polarities are complementary, work together, and represent situations where one cannot exist without the other. As I speak to you, I have to pause every few seconds and inhale. So the in-breath and the out-breath would be another example of polarities, not opposites. If you get nothing else out of today's podcast, (laughs) I think there's a lot of value in just reflecting on that concept. You can eliminate a great deal of what may appear to be conflict in your life with this understanding. Much of what you may see as this or that can quickly become this and that when you see a distinction between true opposites and polarities, like the North Pole and the South Pole of a bar magnet, right? So when I talk about non-logical, again, I don't mean illogical. Intuition and instinct, though they work together and are still quite different, they do not contradict logic, in most cases anyway. They supplement logical, rational, analytical thought. And yet it's a different kind of intelligence that few of us are ever taught to access. Certainly schools do not emphasize the ability that we have to cultivate intuition or instinct, for that matter. The aha experience, even in the 21st century, is generally considered to be spontaneous. And the best we can do is hope for this level of stunning insight and understanding, thoughts that arrive full-blown and explode into your awareness as if already reasoned out. Well, we may all know that occasional spontaneous aha experience, but I'm here to tell you today it can be cultivated, and we're going to show you how. 
Now, you know the first 20 minutes of this program is podcast for free all around the world. It's actually a 45-minute program plus a second program that runs roughly 45 minutes. So as a premium audio, this is a 90-minute program. You get to hear the first 20 minutes free. Every time I do one of these shows, I do my best to make it a standalone segment so you get a lot out of that first 20 minutes. But if you want the whole deal, you can subscribe at our primary website, theagelesswisdom.com, for a single program or for future programs. It's like a magazine subscription. You don't buy from the archive. You buy yet-to-be-published programs, and you'll see how to do that if you go to theagelesswisdom.com. Remember, the word the is part of the URL, so after the W's in that bit, it's theagelesswisdom.com. Click on podcasts and premium audio programs, and then on premium audio programs, and you'll be able to sign up using PayPal or any of your credit or debit cards, ATM cards, whatever whatever works for you. So having said that, let's get into our topic here. And first of all, distinguish the difference between instinct and intuition on one hand and logic on the other. And then after we do that, we'll talk about the difference between instinct and intuition, the two non-logical, not illogical, but non-logical forms of thought that we can learn to develop. Now, the first distinction between intuition and logic is that logic moves from general to specific. It's called deductive thinking. It's like balancing your checkbook. You have a an amount in your checking account, you subtract the checks you wrote today, and you arrive at a balance. That's basic math, basic logical, analytical, deductive thought. Similarly, ordering from a menu is actually a process of elimination. Rarely do we order inductively, which would be finding on the menu what you want to eat and saying, I'll have this. It's usually a deductive process first of eliminating what you know you don't want. You look at breakfast and say, no, it's too late in the day for breakfast. I'm not in the mood for that. Uh, Dinner? Well, maybe. I might have a dinner. Let's look at the lunches. Uh, You scan them down and nothing looks really good. You know, I don't think a sandwich is quite enough. Let's go back to the dinner menu. And, well, I I don't want chicken again. I had that last night. Turkey looks good, but you know what I think I want? You narrow it down, you see. Process of elimination. That's deductive thought. That's the way we're trained to think. And the vast majority of our thinking in this world and in this life, is identifying what does not work, avoiding it, eliminating it, and settling for what's left. 
There is such a thing as inductive logic, but it's very tricky because it's an extrapolation of a set of possibilities. The classic example that's used in philosophy is often all crows are black because, well, every crow I've ever seen is black, therefore all crows must be black. Well, if you've studied crows all your life and you've seen hundreds of thousands of crows and you've read all the research by others who have studied crows, you might come to that conclusion. The problem is, what if you've only seen eight crows or a dozen crows in your whole life and you extrapolate inductive logic and say, well, I've seen eight crows and they were all black, therefore every crow in the world must be black. Careful of that. Also, reversing inductive logic. Every blackbird must therefore be a crow. And you see, it's risky. So you have to be careful with inductive logic that you don't get it turned around or the even more common mistake, extrapolate based on anecdotal evidence. A lot of low-information voters will talk about current events in this way, or they'll generalize about people uh, or situations based on, well, let me tell you about this guy that I knew, as if this one story is going to prove a point. And usually it's a sign that somebody hasn't been exposed to the scientific method and to adding multiple incidences of repetition and experimentation to build a database and to recognize when your database is big enough that you can begin to make some generalizations. So that type of specific to general we would call inductive logic, but the vast majority of logic is the other direction, general to specific. Now, intuition and instinct doesn't move in that direction. It doesn't take steps. It just arrives in a sudden burst of insight. Intuition and instinct are holistic and complete when they arrive. It's Eureka, I've got it. (laughs) It's an interesting story about where that came from. There was a Greek philosopher bathing in his bathtub and contemplating how he could measure the volume of an irregular object. And I believe it was Archimedes, actually. And as he put one arm and then another arm, raised a leg and then lowered the leg into the bath, he noticed the water level changed. And as the story goes... He shouted out twice, Eureka, Eureka, Greek for I have found it. He figured out he could simply take his irregular object and put it in water and measure the difference, how much water was displaced. And he knew then the volume of the irregular shaped object. That's the story of the first Eureka (laughs) experience in the West. It's the state motto here in California, by the way. 
And generally, it's a reference to the aha experience, this explosive awareness of instinct or intuition that, again, is non-logical. A second way that logic is different from intuition and instinct is that logic moves in degrees, step by step, in that intuition arises full-blown, as if previously thought out in the subconscious mind or the unconscious mind. That's the important point here, that most of what we know, most of what we think, and most of what we feel we're never aware of because it remains in the unconscious mind. The conscious mind is often compared to the tip of the iceberg, that 10% or less that floats above the water. That's not what sank the Titanic. It was the the 90% that was hidden, submerged underneath the waterline. And so it is with the unconscious mind. Ideas, thoughts, things you're going to say in the next few seconds, feelings that come up and interact with your thoughts, these bubble up into awareness from the unconscious mind. So there is such a thing as being unconsciously aware. This is why subliminal advertising works. The classic arrow and the FedEx sign, or the way Baskin-Robbins embedded the number 31 in the letters BR, and there's dozens of other examples of creating an impression, building a brand, creating an image in the consumer's mind. You don't have to be consciously aware that there's an arrow in the FedEx sign to feel like this represents speedy delivery and service. And so subliminal perception sometimes is still debated, but it's generally accepted and has been empirically proven to influence people. So we are constantly influenced by thoughts and feelings, conclusions and decisions that we make that we're not even aware of. And only a few of which ever bubble up into the conscious mind. So intuition and instinct are examples of ideas, concepts that sometimes explode, fully realized into the conscious mind. Sometimes it comes in a little more gently, like the dawning of a new idea, sort of fades up like a sunrise a dawning. Sometimes it's the archetype of the light bulb popping on, boing, 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 boing. hey, I just got a great idea. And sometimes it's like an explosive epiphany and we become thunderstruck by this revelation. Oh my goodness, why didn't I think of that before? A third way that logic is different from instinct is that the logical mind is less affected by stress than intuition and instinct. I could say that the other way around and say intuition and instinct is very much more affected by stress and anxiety, nervousness and fear than logic. We can muddle through our stressful situations with logic, but 
stress absolutely destroys intuition. You never got a great idea in the middle of an argument with somebody you cared about, right? You you get thunderstruck, you get your best ideas when your mind is idling, when you're in the shower or taking the dog for a walk or sitting on the lounge chair in the back patio. When your mind is at rest and relaxed, when it's unchallenged and the stimulation is low, that's when we're likely to receive the insight of intuition and instinct. And the fourth difference is that logical assumptions can be incorrect and even more often incomplete. Whereas intuition and instinct, this type of insight is typically veridical. That means truth-telling. And, have you ever noticed, accompanied by a sense of confirmation. Not only do you get this idea exploding in your head, you get this sense of, well, that's it. That's exactly it. There's no doubt about it. It's obviously boing, (laughs) right? Logic's not like that. Logic, you can come to a conclusion or a decision and still be quite unsure of yourself. Now, I've just got a couple of minutes left in this podcast portion of the Longer Premium Program, so let me very quickly touch on the second part of this, and Premium Audio people will go into it in detail. And that's the difference between instinct and intuition. Now, I understand that most people use the word instinct to mean both. As I mentioned earlier, the fact that intuition and instinct are similar in some ways and work together does not override the fact that they are still very different in important ways. So let me just quickly outline that before we close the podcast. Essentially, instinct is a lower vibration, a lower frequency than intuition. Instinct is more correlated to the base of the spine and the sacral center, whereas intuition is associated with the upper solar plexus and the heart center. Essentially what that means is that the lower instinct is of our animal nature. It is a response that we share with animals. It's oh no. It's fear-based. It's the herd mentality. You've heard of the killer instinct. It's mob reaction, the lynch mob. Intuition. You can feel it now that I pointed out. Intuition is much lighter. It's a higher frequency. It's more refined. It's experienced in a higher spot on the spine or in the core of your body, upper solar plexus and heart area, this is love-based. This is oh boy. So instinct down here at the base of the spine and the sacral center shows you what to avoid, move away from. On the other hand, nobody ever talked about killer intuition. If they did, it would be a good thing. 
<laughs> That's moving toward what you do want. Instinct is avoiding what you don't want. Oh no, run, run. Intuition is much more refined moving toward what you do want. And they couldn't be more different in that sense. And yet, we often get feelings that are a blend of instinct and intuition, a kind of a back and forth, a little bit of fear and anxiety, maybe only because it's unfamiliar and new and we don't really understand it. It's not that it appears dangerous. It's just new or old and unfamiliar. Whereas intuition is this lighter and more fluttery sense of enthusiasm and excitement and oh boy, right? Anxiety is similar in that it can be a two-way street. If you say I'm really anxious to pick up my father at the airport, I haven't seen him in years, that could be, oh boy, I can't wait to see him, I'm so anxious, or oh no, I'm really nervous and anxious about running into this guy. The last time I saw him, we weren't really getting along all that well. So it's like a saloon door, anxiety goes both ways, and that's another way of talking about the interplay between instinct and intuition. Not really opposites, just polarities. Okay? So, that's it for the podcast. If you're a premium listener, stay tuned. We have more, plus a second program from our archive featuring Steve Snyder and myself on a similar topic. So, thanks for being with us. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner for the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. So long.